You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Better Man Podcast. My name is Adam Tarno, and today my friend Keith Boggs joins us. Keith leads a ministry called Real Momentum, and he and his family live up in Tennessee. Recently, Keith has been sharing a message with men entitled, Manhood is a Team Sport. Now, this is an idea we are huge fans of here at Better Man. We believe this idea that we're all better together is true in so many areas of life, but especially when it comes to our journey with manhood. I think you're going to find Keith's perspective helpful, and I think you're going to appreciate his faithfulness and his humility. Oh, and also, I think you're going to be impressed with how many kids he has, too. So keep listening to hear that answer. Enjoy my conversation with Keith, and then I'll be back with a few closing comments. Keith, welcome to the Better Man Podcast. It's great to have you here today. Adam, thank you for the privilege to be with you and Better Man. Today, we're going to talk about this idea that manhood is a team sport. I know that's a message that you have shared recently with other men. Uh, where did this idea come from? It came from just the journey I have been able to take on with Better Man and the content that was taught in there. I think there's a statement probably even on the website. I saw that statement and I can't remember exactly which lesson it was, but it really resonated with me and uh, really approached ministry that way. And I really believe that as far as me being the man God wants me to be, having other men around me is critical uh, to help me grow and develop. And as far as accountability goes, discipleship goes, and just living life together for the glory of God is, is I need help. So uh, teamwork is a big deal to me. And uh, that's kind of just the impact of other men speaking to my life over the years and, and having that same desire to pour into other men. And I think it's a biblical principle too. So uh, we're better together, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of men would resonate with the idea of team, uh, just, you know, maybe even stereotypically men enjoying sports and liking to be a part of team sports. And that's a part of a lot of our journeys as we're growing up to be a part of team sports. But it's not necessarily a metaphor that a lot of men think about when it comes to more serious matters of the heart or matters of our spiritual life and our walk with God. So what would maybe be some other ideas if a man is not going to view um, manhood as a team sport, what might be some other ideas that pop into their mind? What are some other ways they may think about manhood? Well, I think if they're not careful, um, they'll attempt life on their own. And uh, I don't believe that's, yeah. that's God's design. So I think part of the journey is is recognizing we need, number one, a great relationship with God that's growing and flourishing, but that that comes alive uh, as we do life together with other men who are models and examples and uh, the, the challenge we face today, not only in churches, but really in the culture, is that uh, a lot of young men don't have that model. They don't have that that friend, that that man they can turn to for counsel and somebody that's going to be real with them and honest and transparent and in a lovingly way, just encourage them to take steps that and, and help them think through things that they maybe thought, have not thought about. So uh, thinking together, praying together, um, being encouraged together uh, as men, I think goes a long way in the kingdom and and we see that in the gospels early on. And, and so I think part of the, the blessing I've been able to be a part of is just other men, seasoned men of God with me and, and for me. And that makes a lot of difference. Yeah. I mean, even when I hear this idea about manhood being a team sport, I'm taken back to, I don't know, like early twenties. I just graduated from college. I became a follower of Jesus when I was in college. So when I had graduated, I'd been following him maybe, you know, just a couple of years in that first group, like small group experience or community group or life group, whatever it is that you would call it, that first experience of being able to sit in a room with other men and talk authentically about our relationship with God, our relationship with, um, you know, with others and just open up and be vulnerable. And it had a huge impact in my life. That's really been a part of my life for the last now, 
you know, 25, 26 years of following Jesus. So it's had a huge influence in my life and I'm sure it has with you and you've alluded to this, but, um, what are some specific ways that, that viewing manhood as a team sport has really impacted and, and helped you? For me, uh, viewing manhood as a team sport has impacted me just, just with, with the, the example of other men and being able to be around seasoned man, younger men, and being on the same team. Um, a lot of men do life by themselves and, and they don't have to. And at the same time, the benefit I've had is not only individual men that, you know, are growing with the Lord, but also those that are not growing with the Lord. And then somehow we find ourselves in a gathering somewhere with other men. And, and one thing I've really learned just recently is the influence of team. You know, when a head coach is not around in a team, uh, you can tell. I remember just recently uh, my football team, the University of Georgia, was playing Alabama, and there was a talk about Nick Saban not being there on the sideline. And so obviously you can it's going to make an impact. And so I would just say even to pastors out there, um, your, your men need to see you on the team. They need to see you involved in manhood and, and being what God wants you to be. And if you're missing, if you're not around what they're doing, they feel that and they notice that. And uh, the benefit I've had in two places where I've served at recently is, is the pastor is on board. He's, he's with us. And, uh, and to me, that team sport mentality really does uh, take off. And um, it's really encouraging. So uh, the other thing I would say, too, just playing football as, as a young man in college and even high school, um, the groups are together, the skilled players are together, the, uh, the, the linemen are together, the quarterbacks are together, the receivers are together, and they practice in their own groups. And uh, But they're all over the field practicing. Defense, the other side of the ball is practicing, too, in different ways in those smaller groups. But when you come together as a team, you've worked hard together, you've learned some things, and you've got the game plan together, and you're able to go after the opponent uh, much better. I think if we look at manhood that way, that you know our small groups are in these tables for a reason. They have table leaders for a reason. And, and then we come in the same room together uh, for biblical manhood teaching. It, it, there's something powerful about that that whole dynamic that I think a lot of churches – I can take advantage of. Yeah. And, you know, even more practically or more specifically in your life, and I could share my experiences too, but uh, this idea of, of manhood being a team sport, like what does that look like week in and week out? Does this mean that uh, every day you're talking with a group of men and run, running decisions by them? Is this, are there some rhythms to this? Like w- what does it look like uh, week in and week out for you? Yeah, I think from a personal level that I'm always talking to other men for advice and counsel, you know, even after praying through something and, and really since I've got God's heart on something, uh, I still want men to stand with me because I, I, I just I, I think part of my journey has been that way for the last 20 years like yourself. Um, so I think the other thing, too, that churches can do practically is, is find a way to gather as many men as they can under a biblical man a topic and better man offers that, that as, as an easy win. Uh, we say give let's give let's give our our men 20 hours as a leadership team and also a, as a as a body can we give our church 20 hours for manhood and better man opens that door for that so um so you gather those men you group them around tables and they grow together over time and then all of a sudden you watch them go from that table to uh, advance in their manhood advance in their relationship with god their family and their church and they just come alive and and, and then before you know it he may be teaching or leading the table and um, so that team atmosphere that we're on the same team and, you know, whether it shows up for the first time or he's been there for, for three years, um, we're all for one another. And it really does, it creates a momentum that is, I think you can't find anywhere else because it's a spiritual component that I think taps into a heart of a man. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I even just think about my life and, 
you know, some of the rhythms of, of how, you know, like, what does this practically look like that, that manhood is a team sport for me? I think there are moments where there are some, um, there are some time commitments every week where I'm uh, purposely and intentionally getting together with other men as we talk through uh, different things going on in life that could be things going on with our family, with our job, uh, just talking about things going on in the culture, things going on in our relationship with God. And so there's some specific conversations, lots of one-off conversations throughout the week. And I think, right. I think for me personally, it is just this idea of just knowing I'm not alone and it, all the decisions that I'm making, uh, important decisions, and sometimes some, you know, maybe even some more minor decisions, I, I, uh, I probably should be asking some other people to speak into this, right? That everything, right. as yeah. the Proverbs tells us, that uh, all these things seem right to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but right. uh, sometimes if I'm just doing what I want to do, then it's not going to seem right, or I, I can be, uh, I can be saved from some heartache with all of that, and so. Uh, yeah, it's not that I'm I'm uh, showing up every day just walking around with a posse of guys. Uh, that being the team sport aspect of it, but it's just knowing that there are there is this network uh, of men that are there in my life to help me as I go through uh, go through all of this. And there's different levels of that. I think personally, you would have uh, personal friends uh, that there's an authentic brotherhood. I like to say that brotherhood knows no address. It intersects and connects at the heart. And there is a personal level of, of a brotherhood that, that is available. Then there's also that leader level that we work with other leaders in different places. And, and the equipping side comes in, the encouraging side comes in. Um, and just the engaging power of the Spirit of God among all of that, uh, it, it, really, it really does you know, help us realize that the, you know, the distance isn't so far like we think it is. It's, it's a phone call away or um, it's, a, it's a heart cry to, to Almighty God. And you know, all that can come into play, whether it's as personal or even on a leader level with other men across the country. Um, let me ask you this, Keith, because if, uh, let's go back to the sports analogy because it just works here so well. If, if you or I wanted to play football, um, I don't know, let's say there's some new men's football league that was getting ready to start that let, uh, guys like you and I to go play in it. And we were going, we wanted to go play football, uh, and, and we wanted to start our own, our own, uh, team. Uh, we would never think to go out there just, just alone. Right. We would always sit there and go, well, if we're going to play football, I've got to put together a team. I need a defense. I need the linemen. I need uh, the offensive skilled players. I need all of that. Right. I, I cannot go out there by myself and possibly win these games. So we get that with sports. But, you know, if we transition now and, and try to think about that just with life, why do you think so many men do struggle to think, have that same mentality when it comes to, to life? Why, why is there this temptation in, in your perspective to just go, oh, well, with life, I'm good. It's just me, right? I, I can be a Lone Ranger or I can just be the Marlboro Man or whatever it is. Uh, why do you think there's that disconnect? We get it with sports, but with life, we're not all, we don't always get it. It doesn't seem to come natural. Why do you think that is? I think part of it is, you know, Satan obviously uh, is, is against what God wants to do in a man's life. So if he can stop him out of the gate, like he has for many of us, we, we, we stumble and fall and get hurt and hurt others along the way. And I like to say, if you don't own your own manhood, Satan is sure to see that someone or something else will. So he's after us, obviously. Yeah. And then the other part I think is, is just, we're just busy. We have a lot going on. Um, and these are good things that are happening. It could be our family. It could be work. It could be, you know, having a stay out of town for a few days. And, uh, so it's a, it's a, tenacity that's got to be there uh, and we got to get after it. And it's got to be a core value of who we are. And, and we won't know what that is until we're called to it. 
So I think part of it is we have to call men up and out to join the team uh, and get out there and find out what the game plan is and let's execute, let's work together. And if we make mistakes, hey, we're going we're gonna to pick you up and, and keep going. What I love about – I played baseball too. And what I love about baseball, if I strike out, I, I can reach it, holler in the dugout and say, hey, pick me up. And they get my hat, they get my glove, and, and they meet me out out on the field and, and we go we go to the next pitch. And I think part of that mentality can be uh, powerful for men and, you know, we're just talking about sports. It could be other things that work together, team, you know, teamwork at work and uh, those even on the church, the leadership team that men can develop. There's a lot of opportunity if, if we just allow the foundation of God's word and we can go to other passages in God's word and Nehemiah and Exodus. And even Jesus was looking for men that would pray for him. We're always in need of, of others to help us be faithful to God. And, and um, I think there's a, a, a missing component. That's why I love it in, in Better Man when it talks about that. Uh, and I watch it come alive with men, whether it's a live teaching opportunity or, or on Zoom. And, and men are traveling across states to meet other men for the first time because they were a part of a Zoom. And, and they're impacted by that. I mean, it, it is a powerful thing to see. And uh, and they look different on the screen than they do in person. And, and that's a joke. But, you know, a lot of it could be transformation taking place in their own journey because they're, they're coming alive and, and they're, they're getting uh, what, they, what they've longed for. And, and uh, it's a pretty neat opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. That You're exactly right there. Um, let me ask you this, because I've got a seventh grader right now or a rising seventh grader. So I've got a 12-year-old and his group of friends is huge right now, right? I don't know if it's just something about their sixth grade class and uh, the transition over into middle school, but there's just a big horde of these young boys that are hanging out together and they're all friends with one another. And I watch them hang out and uh, and I love it. It's so fun to see them with just this big group uh, of friends right now, but I also feel a little sorry or I get a little sad because I know that as he gets older, that there's a probability that that group of friends is going to get smaller and smaller. It, it seems like uh, relationships are easy for young men, uh, but as we get older, some of these relationships can get to be more difficult. Why, why do you think that is? I think it goes back to, you know, especially local church-wise, we, we haven't done a good job of, of making men a priority and that begins with the young man. So I like to ask the question for that boy who shows up on your church property for the first time to a youth event, does he have a chance to be a godly man? What's the process and what's the steps he can take to be a godly man where those relationships are real and authentic and where he gets involved with seasoned men of God? So I think there's got to be some intentional things taking place. I also think it's got to be relational. Uh, and then the, probably the greater effort is a, is a missional approach to make it a priority. Um, they're not going to come to the, to the student student ministry forever. Um, and we need to make sure we make a good transition for them. And part of that means we have to probably rethink some things that we've been doing. Uh, for me, my son is, is uh, in, in South Georgia right now with a, a family friend of ours, and he's working there for the summer. He's 15 years old. And so that's a team sport aspect that I don't have the lawn care equipment. I don't have the weed eaters. I don't have the blowers. I don't have the opportunity that, that Shell – Paul and, and his family affords me. So uh, Joshua can benefit from that and, uh, and develop relationships in that way um, to continue to be connected to, to not only older men, but men in his age that he can challenge and, and they can pursue manhood together. Um, so I think, and I, the other thing I would say too, is that I want my, I want my, my sons around older men because I see them uh, have a, have a tendency to step up faster if they're with their their peers, they have a tendency to stay where they are. 
And, uh, you know, and the phrase is oftentimes said, boys will be boys. And so, you know, I don't mind that so much if I do have a plan for them to, to be engaged with men as well. Yeah. So with your organization with Real Momentum, uh, this is obviously the heartbeat of what you guys are trying to do. Very similar to us with with Better Man, uh, trying to help men uh, connect to this aspect of life and, and this aspect of their relationship with God and understanding that, hey, let's go through this together. He who walks with the wise grows wise, companion of fools suffers harm walk with other wise men. How, you know, what, what else are you guys doing at Real Momentum uh, to help try to teach this idea to other men? You know, I think we, we do events, you know, we do uh, follow up after events. We, we do all of that kind of stuff. But uh, the main thing is we, we're just trying to gather as many men as we can uh, at the invitation of other churches. So we, we, don't, we really don't seek any opportunities out there. We're not knocking on doors. We're not calling churches uh, but the word's getting out. And so the churches that reach out or, or the men that reach out, we just try to, you know, if, if they're looking for a way to connect, I'll, I'll, I'll usually offer a Zoom better man for leaders that want to connect. And so I'll take them through that better man process and then challenge them to start a group in their area. We're, we're accessible to go to that area to help them launch that. Um, so we, we do events. The events create momentum uh, and it's captured on the other side with the discipleship on ramp of better man. And so, uh, what we say is that events your first meeting for your group. And so if you're going to do live teaching, uh, that first meeting is at a, like a what's a stake night or a man church opportunity, whatever you want to call that. Uh, and then they, they already have table leaders together. They already got their team recruited or their, their table recruited and they're ready to go. So that first night kicks off uh, that 20 hour journey uh, to become a better man. And, and it's just neat to see. And so then after that, we have other things in place with the resources that Better Man offers, plus some things that we've done recently that we can offer churches and uh, we just want to serve them. And, and really my position is we take a missional approach to men, anything we can do, help that pastor, help that men's leader uh, think through some things and really gather some men in the city. We, we, we go after the city. I think that's the biblical principle. God shows us in his word with Jesus going after the city. And then we're watching churches come alive and it, it really happens from the foundational level of that biblical man component that I think has been missing uh, for several decades now. Let me ask you this. So, um, you know, we talked about, or you mentioned your children and, and your 15-year-old son, Joshua, and how he's down in South Georgia with some family friends and working this summer. And you talked about how your sons, you want to try to get them around older men as a way to help teach them this this idea that manhood is a, is a team sport. Any other way you're trying to instill this idea uh, in the lives of your children? Yeah. So, you know, I've got, not only do I have boys, but I've got girls. So I've got seven girls. And so, um, it's been neat to see that, that journeys and we, we've taught better man to them. I mean, they know the better man definition. Um, mm. and then I've reached out to some of the young men that they may work with or know whatever. So we, uh, my, my daughter Madison has just got into a relationship recently with a young man named Adam and, uh, they're moving in the journey toward, uh, we pray marriage one day and that she's never dated. And, yeah. and so that whole process. And so I introduced him to better man, uh, recently baptized him and, and he's gone out and got 13 other young men that are going to start a better man group next week with me. And so, you know, it's a, it's a mission. <laughs> <That's thing>. amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. And, you know, it's a, yeah. It's, Cause I asked my girls, I said, how do I get the young man in your, your age? And cause I don't have access to them. They're in the college ministry or they're, uh, their, their schedule is different than mine. And, um, and this better man tool really did, it, it kind of eliminated the excuses where, man, I could, I can get them on a call. If I just got to find the right night, I can get young men on the call. And, 
so Adam went out and got 13 young guys to, to jump on a call. We'll start next week. So uh, it's just being intentional. It's, it's, it's really being open to opportunities and being flexible. And so um, it's been neat to see that play out. Now I got a little boy who's three. And um, so what I've learned with Joshua Stephen, who's who's 13, and then the next one doesn't show up until you know several years later. He's there's a there's a 10 years difference. So um, just seeing the process of better man and also biblical manhood primarily come alive in my family. I'm overwhelmed and uh, I'm thankful for just the simplicity of the vision and, and the call to, uh, to to that vision and also to call others to it. It's been great to be a part of. And I know some of our listeners are sitting there and they're doing the math right now, you know, of like, hold on, he said three <laughs> boys and seven girls. Yes, you have 10 kids. So I'll just make that clear. Right. Yeah, uh, there are 10 children there. And I, number 11. that's amazing. I love that. And so, um, and I think you might also have just come up with given like some dad out there, some man who's listening to this, just amazing idea. If you want to date my daughter, you gotta, you gotta go get 13 of your buddies to go through better man. Cause that's a great <laughs> idea right there. That is yeah. uh, that's genius. Robert's going to love to hear that. Robert and the board are going to love that. So, um, you know what, just a, a couple more questions before we wrap up. Um, you know, if, if men ignore this idea of manhood being a team sport and just following Jesus being a team sport, if they ignore this, uh, what, what do you see, uh, could go wrong if, if somebody does ignore this message? Well, already, I think there's challenges that, you know, and I, I'm just a part of churches that, that make a big call for discipleship that make a big call for evangelism. And, and I'm all for that. I'm all for vision. I'm all for communicating that. But what I've been telling leaders and pastors primarily is that they can't hear that call right now. And a lot of times men have been by themselves, they're alone. And so the things they've got to unpack or the, the father wound is an issue they, they probably need to deal with or haven't dealt with. If they don't have it, perhaps their their wife or their future wife maybe maybe be dealing with it. The unprocessed trauma is also uh, something that's, that, that can be um, – because they haven't been around other men and haven't had somebody speak in their life to protect them in certain areas, they may do some things that's going to eventually hurt them and hurt others. So they got that, that trauma they got to work through and no man had vision, don't know what it means to be a man and, and, and haven't seen a man live out his faith and, and take courageous steps to be a godly man and represent the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Um, the other things that are mentioned is, you know, alcohol and drugs, the, the addictive habits that they have and no close friends is, is the major one I like to talk about a lot too. And, and then it just spiritually stuck. And so I think I've watched men, you know, come to know Christ and they go back to the balcony and sit in the church and they hear preaching all, all the time and, and they stay right where they are. Uh, but until they get connected to other men and, and see other men live out that faith, hear practical things they can do from a biblical position in God's word, they're really going to struggle. And uh, their busyness, busyness will catch them and, and you know, Failure will hurt them, and, and they just need some guys to say, hey, man, dust yourself off. Get in this group with us, and let's go be the man God wants us to be together. Let's go do this together, and, and we're with you. We're for you, and um, I think men just need a second shot, and sometimes it's another man inviting him to come and say, hey, come go with me. And You know, th- there's so much satisfaction and joy that comes, and again, you know, like what we experience uh, when we were growing up on the athletic field and the joy of winning something together with a team and the experience of that that a lot of us can have even at work too, professionally, of doing something, accomplishing something important with a team. I think there is something wired, you know, there's some wiring in us that we are these relational beings 
that need to and and really truly desire to not go through life alone. Right. And when we can connect in this this so, this important part of life and in our relationship with God and our discipleship to Jesus, when we can understand that even there, that is better when we do that with other people. I just think there's a satisfaction uh, that comes from all of that as well. That just it just feels right, and right. Uh, and it can be a little intimidating for guys, you know, for maybe various reasons. Where if uh, if a man is coming to faith later in life, maybe he thinks that he should know more Bible or he should understand more theology or uh, there may be some embarrassments with behaviors or habits that they've developed. If I don't want to talk about, uh, you know, my views on money or uh, things I've done in the past or pornography or whatever it is, it's just truly amazing that when you get together with other men, you just start to realize what Paul was exactly right in First Corinthians ten. There's no temptation that sees you except what's common to man. So we're all the same right now in what we're dealing with, and we we truly can be here for one another. And uh, to spur one another on for love and good deeds, and there's something that is uh, that's just right about that. So, uh, Keith, this has been a great conversation. Uh, any any final thoughts uh, for our listeners before we let you go? Yeah, I would just simply say that you know, as I think about men and what they need, I think number one, they need their master uh, personal relationship with Jesus. I think that's primarily. So, anything we can do to help them connect with God, uh, we've got to be certain that we're going to do that. And the other thing is that men need a mission and um, they need to they need to call to something. And, and a lot of times that's going to be a mate uh, over life. And even though they, they may not be married yet, they, they still can pursue Christ and, and then get prepared for the journey ahead. And I've, I've seen a lot of men, you know, tell me that, hey, I wish I'd have, I'd have heard this 20 years ago or 30 years ago. And, uh, and part of that means they didn't have a clear yeah. vision. And so part of that's a mission that we can get after. And, and men need a mission to go after. So this is a great way to get men involved in a mission. Um, and then the other thing, the other two things are, is that, um, men need, they need to know that they need other men. They just need other men in their life. And that's such a big deal to be available, you know, to be on purpose about this and, and to be real and don't fake it. You know, men can pick you apart really quick and they won't, they won't be hoping if, if you're not going to be authentic. And, and lastly, I would just simply say men need the local church. They need their local church to believe in them, to give them a shot at it, offer them a chance to win. And so if there's any leaders out there listening and you're thinking about how do I, how do we get men involved, man? I would just simply say, start where you are, and uh, get some other men praying, and, and you'll find uh, you'll find God's heart in that, and it'll be a great journey ahead. I love that, Keith. This has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. Hey, thank you. God bless you guys. I love how he wrapped that up. So, what do men need? These four things: a master, a mission, other men in the local church. That is a great list, my friends. That is a really good list, and it is so true. So thank you, Keith, once again for joining us today. If you guys would like to learn more about Keith, you can check out realmomentum.org. That's realmomentum.org. And when you go out there, be sure to download his app. Uh, He's got this great tool. It's free. Uh, Tons of great content on there. So make sure you download that. I think you'll find all of it helpful and so generous of them to be able to make Uh, content like that available for free. And if you're listening today and you're sitting there going, listen, I want to surround myself with other men. I want to be able to experience this team. Then I want to tell you, I think the Better Man Experience can help you do just that. The Better Man Experience is a great way to reach other men and to rally them together on this manhood journey. Our 11-week experience is an easy way to invite your friends to explore manhood in a way that's not only going to just give them a biblical perspective, 
but it could change their life forever. So Better Man, as always, is free of charge for churches. So go to betterman.com to explore how you can bring this experience to your church or your community. That's betterman.com. So that's all we got for today. Uh, Once again, these episodes are always mixed and edited by the amazing team over at Sound of a Rose. So be sure to check out them at soundofarose.com. That's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time. Thank you.